Amen. Thank you, everybody, for singing and praising. Amen. Praises from our hearts through our mouth to our Savior. That's praise. We need to praise the Lord. All right. Let's have our the children, all the children, uh, dismissed downstairs to Junior Church with Mrs. Jesse, and uh, they're going to have a great time down there. Amen. In Junior Church. It's church for the juniors. They get snacks, songs, Bible lesson. Amen. That sounds pretty good. If you don't see me up here in the service, I'll be down there. I'll get a guest preacher, and I'm going to head down in junior church and get the cookies and juice and everything else. We had a great time uh, yesterday. Uh, I could not believe the effort put in. Thank you, everybody, for participating yesterday. Um, Johnny and Dana, you've put a lot of work and effort in preparing all that, getting that together. Thank you for that. Just give me a hand for that. And everybody that made all the food, I mean, these were prime cut meats. We had, I don't know what I was eating. Sometimes, like, what kind of meat is this? But it was amazing. Uh, the quality, the cuts of the different steaks and everything, it was amazing. And uh, we had a little competition going on, but I knew it was going to be hard, and it is hard to judge, you know, especially amongst our own. And I hate to throw the card out, you know, everybody's a winner, but we all did. We all ate good. We had great fellowship. We had a great time. We had great food. And there is no metal that can top that. Amen. Uh, but thank you, everybody. If, uh, I know everybody had a great time yesterday. The weather was very strange. The sun came out, and it was like desert. And then it went away, and it was freezing. And then we had little spurts of rain and hail. But you know what? It was a great time to be out there yesterday. Uh, it's good to have little change-ups, and God does that. Amen. We're not cows in the meadow eating grass every day. I thank God for the seasons. We live in an uh, area in the world, Philadelphia, where we get a little bit of everything. We get a great winter. We get a great uh, spring and summer and then fall. So thank God for all the changes of seasons that he has created for us to enjoy. I thank God for that. Um, let's turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Mark chapter 11. And we want to get also... Um, you pray for me as I have made the commitment to go full-time as pastor in August. And I know uh, that day is approaching very quickly for me. And I've been running my business now for 16 years. So it's going to be very uh, new territory, new ground uh, for me. But I believe that God is going to, I know God is going to do a great work. But we also, with that, uh, we want to get our... Adult Bible Institute going again here at the church. Uh, just to give you a, a heads up with that for this year. We're going to be uh, starting that as well. Adult Bible School. We'll have it at the church here. And uh, you'll be able to earn your uh, uh, degree uh, from the church here, given a Bible degree. And we'll have different segments and, and everything with that as well. But most of all, you get to learn the scriptures. And we don't focus here on intellectualism. Um, getting into things that are not of, the, of God's Word. We, we like to just get into God's Word, amen, and love God's Word. 
uh, lift up God's word. The Bible says he magnifies his word above his name. And that's what we do. We lift up God's word. Why? Because we're not going to know God without his word. We're not going to know God without truth. And the only absolute truth is God's word. Amen. Not man's word. So we dig into God's word. And that's what we need. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. That, that's a decree sent out by God Almighty saying, it is impossible for you to live without my word. You will not live without his word. I'm alive. I'm breathing. You don't have life. You want abundant life? You've got to have his word. You've got to have his word in your diet. Just as you focus on health and everything else and feeding your body, you should focus more. I challenge anybody that lives a healthy diet, so-called, live a spiritual diet more, and the outward would take care of itself. Amen? And uh, you don't believe me? I'll challenge you with that. God will take care of you. God will provide. God will change. God will heal. I knew people that got saved, and God healed them. We have a lady in our church. She got saved. She wasn't able to walk without a walker before. She got saved. God healed her. The people had diseases. God healed them. God does what he does. I don't have power to heal like the apostles, where the shadow of Peter passing over people, they were just healed. God gave that power to the apostles. Those are the gifts and signs of the apostles. But we have something, something so much greater, as Jesus said. We have spiritual healing. Lost, hurting people, saved and coming back to Christ. People with no purpose that couldn't walk spiritually back and thriving for God again. That's something so much greater. We need God's word. Let's turn to Mark chapter 11. And if you find it, uh, just stand with me as we have a respect for God's word and we read God's word. Mark chapter 11. I want to just read a few verses. Pretty much everyone is familiar with these passages. And most people are familiar with these passages. Mark chapter 11 And let's look in verse 15. And they came to Jerusalem, and they come to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessels through the temple. You know what, t reading through the Bible this year, I... This is the first time I noticed this verse in uh, verse 16. So, Brother Justin, I've never noticed this verse before. That he would not allow anyone to carry things through the temple for their convenience. A, a way, I'm going to use the house of God for my convenience. I'm just going to carry. I didn't want to go around. I'm going to carry through this door out the other door, just carrying stuff through. Using uh, the, the house of God in not respect for the Lord. And he taught, saying unto them, it is written, my house shall. When you see that word shall, that is a very important word that cannot be replaced with any other word. It is absolute. My house shall be called. My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it, and they sought how they might destroy him. For they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. What doctrine was this? 
as it is written, my house shall be called. When the Lord brought Scripture into their false religion, when the Lord brought Scripture into their traditions, when the Lord brought Scripture what was contrary to what they already believed, oh, that brought out hatred. It didn't bring out the Spirit of God that identified truth. And you talk to some people that are just wrapped up with false beliefs and, and just religion and, and all the false ideology in the world, oh, that, that same Spirit uh, gets summoned up and anger comes out and, and uh, a spirit that's uh, ungodly, a spirit that drives hatred and murder. And that same spirit was disturbed when God brought out the scriptures, how important it is to have the scriptures and to live by the scriptures. And Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you'd please... Um, let Gospel Light Baptist Church be known of all the nations that you are here, that Jesus Christ is glorified. Father, despite of who's in here, may you be the only one that is glorified. Lord, whether mighty, Lord, whether weak, whether famous or names that will never be known, Lord, it doesn't matter. We are just people. And Lord, you are the only one who is worthy to be praised. We lift you up in this hour. I pray you bless this church in a mighty way and bless everybody here. May we never be a number in the pew. May we be known as children of the living God. Heirs of the riches of glory, blessed from the blessings of heaven, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, what wonder is this? May we proclaim your name throughout this earth. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You may be seated. My house shall be called. There are many churches uh, in this world that are not called the house of prayer. And you would think, well, there are churches there around that don't even preach the Bible anymore. There are churches that don't use the Bible. They get tied up with traditions and so forth. And there are many churches, but, you know, be honest with you, they're not really churches. They're buildings. They have names on them, and they use uh, religious or, or biblical uh, wording and so forth. But... A true church, number one, is comprised of saved people. We are redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. Amen? And the church is not the building. The church is the people. We are the church, saved and set apart for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is great to be in a good church. I hear it time and time again, and I believe it. There is no family like church family. We have the same blood running through our veins, the blood of Christ. We have the same spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. And we have the same goal, to lift up the Savior. There is no place like it on earth where you can get the same people with the same goal, with the same intentions. There is, you will never find a place like that. This is the only place 
like this on earth is the true church of the living God. Jesus said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. This is the second temple that was prophesied that God himself in the flesh would come. The first temple built by Solomon, uh, the glory of God filled that place. And as smoke billowing out, and the train of God filled the temple, it was a beautiful thing. It was torn down because they rejected God later on, generations later. And the second temple was built in Ezra's day. And this time, God himself in the flesh would come into his temple. And Jesus came, but he was despised and rejected of man. He came riding on the foal of an ass, the Bible says. The king cometh to thee, O daughters of Jerusalem. And he came, as we call Palm Sunday, where they put the palms out. And here he came unto his temple and found it filled with money changers and filled with people using it for their own convenience and filled with uh, just people that were not there for God. They made businesses out of uh, the things of God and were profiting from the things of God. God was not their prophet. Listen to this. We must have God as our ultimate goal. My goal is Christ. He is my ultimate prophet. If I gain Christ, I gain it all. And we have Christ. Christ must be your forefront. Christ must be your everything. These people had other plans and were using the house of God for their own benefits. But the Lord would not allow any of them to even carry things through the temple. He was driving all of them out. All that were not there, you say, I thought all were welcome. All, all are welcome. But there were some that were not welcome in Christ. There were some that weren't there for God. Sure, God accepts the sinner, but he will never accept sin. And God's house shall be called a house of prayer. It's a decree that has gone out that it must stand true. Because if God's house, if we can't get God in here, then this is no longer God's house. The Lord was rescuing that house. The Lord was rescuing that place. When they should have received Christ, the very people that were stopping the Lord from coming, the very reason why that first temple got destroyed, the Lord was cleaning house. He was getting them out of there. And he taught them, saying unto them, it is, is it not written, my house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? God has lifted up this church here, Gospel Lake Baptist Church, to be a light, not to the, just this area, not just to this city, but to the world. This little church is going to do some amazing things in time to come, and it already has. People are being reached. Uh, the name of Jesus is being lifted up, and that is our ultimate goal that this world knows that there's a Savior, and that this world knows that there was a cross, an old rugged cross, and God himself, uh, what marvelous thing is this? God was manifest in the flesh. God himself came down, was born in flesh, born in a stable, led to the cross, sold for the price of an ox, died as the lamb, 
but rose as a lion triumphantly, and he reigns and liveth, and will save all those who call on his name. My house shall be called a house of prayer. There are many buildings out there that are not called this. There are many buildings that have pushed out the Lord. There are many buildings that have accepted the money changers and everybody else that are using the place uh, and, the, and the facilities for their own convenience. And you know the very first person who leaves? God does. You'll go in a, in a church and you know God is not there. There might be people that might feel alive, but there's something missing. And we must needs... This place, it must needs be called the house of prayer. We must lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. We must welcome the only one who lives and died for us. My house shall be called the house of prayer. We need to make sure this place is called the house of prayer. If anything else, it must be called the house of prayer. Let's look in verse 18. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him. He was in the way. Matthew says that when the Lord drove them out, after that all the blind and the maimed came into the temple. The very people that were keeping other people from being reached were these people that Christ drove out. God has us here to reach the maimed. God has us here to reach the blind. Because spiritually, I am one of those, amen? And I need, I need the Savior. I need to be where he's at. If there's no place on earth like this, then where will we go? If there's no place, listen, sometimes even my own house is not a refuge. Sometimes I need a place of refuge from my home and from this world and from all the heartache that's going on in this life. And where will I find it if this is not it? We won't have any place to go. We need a place of refuge. We need a place that is dedicated for the sole purpose of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This house must be called, this house shall be called a house of prayer. Let's go to 1 Chronicles. I'm sorry, 2 Chronicles chapter 6. Second Chronicles chapter 6. This is when Solomon had dedicated the house of the Lord. And while you're turning there, I'm going to read 1 Timothy chapter 3. The Bible says in chapter 3, verse 15, But if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. This place is the place where we can all lean on. This place right here, I'm talking about this physical location and the people that it's comprised of. This place right here is a safe haven from this world. And we know that no matter what goes on out those doors, we come in here, everything's going to be okay. It's the pillar is the ground of the truth. The ultimate goal here is the truth, just the scriptures. May I never get into politics. I was born again, amen? 
all those things. I can get into some politics. Antichrist is coming. But you know, it's God's will for him to come. We don't have to try to run from the Antichrist and try to figure out who is the Antichrist and not vote for him. I'll say this, I'm going to vote for him. I'm going to vote. Why would you vote for the Antichrist? Because it's God's will that he comes. I'm not going to vote for the, the losing side. I'm going to vote for the winning side. God's will is for the Antichrist to come. And then we're out of here. Amen. The rapture. And God's going to judge this world. You know who the world will be running from? Not the Antichrist, but from the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. When he pours out the judgment of God on this world, and they will cry out, not to the Savior, but to the rocks, please kill us and fall on us. But the Bible says they still would not repent. Hide us from the face of the Lamb. They'll be running not from the Antichrist, but from the Lamb of God, pouring out his judgment. We don't have to worry about politics. We need to preach Christ and the coming judgment by, not the Antichrist, by the Lord Jesus Christ himself pouring out his judgment upon this world and revenging all the martyrs of the past and all the, uh, the, 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 his children that were persecuted. The Bible says, whom this world is not even worthy, not even worthy of. We must know that God is in control and that Christ reigns king of kings even now. He is on his throne. We don't need to worry about the Antichrist or any of those things. We are on the winning side. We don't need to try to coward and hide. We need to proclaim and preach the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Chronicles chapter 6, the Bible says, let's look in verse 18. I'm going to be skipping around here. I'm sorry, 14. This is when Solomon was dedicating the temple of God. Solomon, uh, his father David, David wanted to build a house for God. This would be the first time that a place, a physical location besides the tabernacle, a temporary location, but a permanent physical location on earth, the first time ever, would be built for Almighty God. And it had to be something special and specific. And do you know that there was one in heaven already there, a temple? where the blood of Jesus Christ sits at the altar and speaks for us. God gave David the blueprints to build this temple. And he started preparing. He wasn't allowed to build it, but he started preparing. And when Solomon, his son, came king, Solomon took those blueprints and everything his father had already prepared, and they started building this temple. And when the temple was finally finished, let's look, look in verse 14, and said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in the heaven nor in earth, which keepest covenant and showest mercy unto thy servants that walk before thee with all their hearts. Let's look in verse 21. Hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou, from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. Solomon's saying, if I can make it to the house of God, a place that is set apart from every other place in this world, a place that is specifically built and structured around truth and structured around Christ, 
and structured around praising God. Everything in the temple represented Christ, everything about it. From the altar, from the altar of incense, which was the prayers of the saints, everything specifically in detail represented what we do here in this service. Praising God, praying to God, preaching of God's word, lifting up of the Savior. It's a special place. There is no other place like it on earth. Solomon said, if I can get into this place, a place of mercy. I was talking to a guy. He said, I said, man, you, you know, God's going to really um, move you forward now, and he's going to do some great things with you. He said, well, not really. He said, I, I still have uh, some steps I have to take. I have a long way to go. And I said, you need to stop right there. You will always have a long way to go. You will always have steps you need to take. But you already took your one and only step you need to take, and that's turning to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him do the rest, for he must increase every step we take. It's got to be about the Savior. Here we have Solomon. He calls it a, a house of mercy, a place of mercy. Here we have him saying, Wilt thou forgive me, O God, if I can make it to this house, I'll find the forgiveness. Satan would have you stay away as much as possible. He'll have you believe that it's, you're better off not going to church than uh, there's, there's, there's other things better that you can be doing right now. You need something different. You need a break. You need uh, anything else than church right now. Oh, but we need to be in the house of God. House of God is where it's at. The house of God is our uh, foundation. The Bible says it's the pillar and ground of the truth. You, if the, you allow the devil to take the house of God from your feet, where will you stand? It's the pillar. It's the ground of the truth. You won't be living in truth anymore. You'll start believing other lies and start uh, living a life that is of no direction. Turning to every slight wind, the Bible says, and being tossed about like in the waves. But it's a pillar. It holds me up. I know if I can come to church, I'm going to be feeling all right. There's some times where I don't want to be here. There's some times where I'm just going through it, and I know I'm destroyed, messed up. I don't, I'm not worthy to be here. But you know that what? I'm never worthy to be here. This is God's house. This is God's house. I've been in some fancy houses before. Fancy houses. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm covered in mud and dirt, and I'll walk into a house, and they have these, you could tell they've spent money on, on these area rugs, and, and just everything is pristine. And I do not feel worthy, as dirty as I am, to walk through this person's house. I'll say, let me take off my shoes, or let me put on the footies, and and even things falling off my coat, crumbs and everything, I know, oh, man, I can't touch the walls. My arms are greasy, and I'm walking like this. I'm too dirty to walk through their house. This is the house of the living God. This is the house of the living God. You will never feel worthy. You should never feel worthy. You should never feel worthy to be here. You should never, walking through those doors, feel worthy. To be here. You should never feel eligible to be up on the stage. You should never have the feeling that you have arrived. 
for this is the house of God. It's a thanks. Lord, thank you for even allowing me to come in through them doors. I need you, oh God. I need that mercy. I need that love. I need you to wrap your arms around me and help me and forgive me and love me again and restore me. This is the house of God. This will never be my house. This is God's house. And as dirty as I am, may I never feel worthy to walk around this building. May, now, may I never feel worthy for God to come down and meet with us and f- to fill this place. And sometimes he does come stro- down so strongly where you can feel the presence of Almighty God rolling through this place. God meets us here at Gospel Light Baptist Church. Let that be said. We had a guest speaker a couple weeks ago. He said he felt the presence of God when he pulled up to the building. God meets with, the, with us here. God meets with his people here. It's a special place. Hearken therefore unto the supplication of thy servant of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. Solomon say, if thou hearest. He said, when thou hearest. When thou hearest. You want to underline that word when. Not if, when. God hears. God hears your prayer. God hears it. If any man, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God knows who he saved. And God knows who he called. And God knows who he wants. And he wants to use you. You Say, I'm unworthy. May you never feel that you are worthy. You say, I'm unworthy to live for God. May you never lose that. You are unworthy to to live for the King of Kings. You are unworthy to serve the King of Kings. You are unworthy to walk through these doors. When Jesus drove out the money changers, those who were using the the temple of God for their own convenience and for their own uh, pleasure and for their own purpose and for their own profit, then came in the, the maimed, the blind, those who Christ wanted to heal those who Christ wanted to use and could use because they realized they had nothing in this life to give but simply to the cross. They came, they came to the Savior, the only true one that could save and heal. And they came and they got healed. Jesus came not to save the righteous, but he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Verse 24, And if thy people Israel be put to the worse before the enemy... That happens sometimes. The enemy comes in my life. You say, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm, I'm messed, I'm done, I'm beat up. This is what that verse is talking about. If you get put to the worst before the enemy. Pastor, my life's destroyed. If you get put to the worst before the enemy. Pastor, I, I dove headlong into sin and fell in the pit like Jeremiah was in. Sunk to the waist in the mire. And no one can get me out this time. If you be put to the worst, the worst you've ever been, the worst you've ever got yourself in a situation, the worst you've ever sinned, the worst you've ever been in your entire Christian walk. Can't describe it any other way. And shall return and confess thy name and pray and make supplication before thee in this house. May you come back to church. 
people who dive headlong into the world, come back. Then hear thou from the heavens and forgive the sin of thy people Israel and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest to them and to their fathers. Can God bless again? Oh, he sure can. He sure can. Can God bless? Oh, what great testimonies it makes of destroyed lives when God blesses again. What great testimonies of Christ it is when the most horrid and sick and crippled people come into the house of God and Jesus heals them. Beautiful testimonies. When you think your marriage is over, what beautiful testimony it is when God heals it. When you think your life is done, you got no purpose. What a beautiful testimony for Christ. And may you never believe for one moment that you were ever worthy of it. For none of us are ever and will be never worthy to even step foot through these doors. As long as the presence of God is here and as long as this is called the house of God, none of us are ever worthy. If God leaves and moves and the presence of God leaves this place, then we can do whatever we want. We can eat, drink, and be merry and have this place partying and dancing for tomorrow we die and there is no hope anywhere else in this life. But friend, we have hope because God is here with us. We have a place of refuge. Why? Because this is the house of God. We have a place to go to from this world. When you step foot through those doors, you are no longer in America. You are no longer in Philadelphia. You are no longer on this earth. You are out of the earth into a heavenly place. Wherever God is, wherever God's presence is, you're in an eternal place. Time doesn't matter. That's why this message is going to be five hours. When the heaven, verse 26, is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee. Our sin, with sin causes consequences, it does. We reap what we sow. Yet if we pray toward this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin. Verse 27, then hear thou from heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel when thou hast taught them the good way wherein they should walk. You know what God says, just get back to serving me. That good old-fashioned way. Good old straight and narrow paths. Just get back. Thank God he always allows us to bounce back. Thank God he always accepts us back. Verse 28, if there be dearth in the land, it's drought and famine. If there be pestilence, if there be blasting or mildew, locusts or caterpillar, if there be enemies or sickness, verse 29, then what prayer or what supplication soever shall be made of any man or of all that people Israel? Notice any man, any man, anyone. If they see Christ, if they see the name of God, God says all, oh, he's not willing that any should perish. Perish. 
Then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive and render unto every man according unto his ways, whose heart thou knowest. For thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men. God is good. This house must be called a house of prayer. It must be. It must be. This church will never, never worry, shall never worry about anything but serving Christ and lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ. May we all have one worry. Lord, were you pleased today with this service? Lord, were the hymns, was I singing from my heart, oh God, when I came into your house? Lord, all the music that was sung, was it sang to you? Was it pleasing to you? Did you accept it as a sacrifice of praise? Lord, as I came into your house, not mine, were you pleased with the way I conducted myself, with the way I dressed, with the way I acted, with the way uh, uh, I came in, with the spirit I had? Was I ready to hear from heaven? Was I ready to uh, hear you and meet with you today when I came in through those doors? Or, Lord, was I using it for my own convenience, like those money changers and everybody just carrying their vessels through the house of God? Jesus said, you got to get out of here. I got others. Say, I'm too good. I'm, I'm better than they are. No. I got others that will sit in your seat, the maimed, the blind, the halt, the crippled, the diseased. Jesus wouldn't have them sitting in the pew. Yes, he would. They're too dirty. They're unclean. Jesus has not called the righteous, but sinners to repentance. We're going to close with this. Let's turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Here we have Jehoshaphat, chapter 20, verse 1. We're going to read a few verses here as we close. came to pass, uh, Moab and the children of Ammon and the Ammonites, they came against Jehoshaphat, verse 1. Verse 2, they came to Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee. Verse 3, Jehoshaphat feared. He feared. You know, when you meet your match, when the enemy comes, Jehoshaphat had no power over this. They came to wipe the people of Israel off the face of the earth. They teamed up together to do this which it will be done in the last days again. But God will glorify himself. Verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. He set himself. He didn't just get in, said, Lord, I pray for these people that you'll take care of them. Amen. I got to get back to work. I got to go. No. That means he cleared his schedule. He said, there's something more important than just serving my boss till the day I die and getting a paycheck. There's something more important, and it's God. 
There's an enemy about us. They're going to kill. They're going to take. They're going to wipe us out. I'm going to set myself, prepare myself and set myself to seek the Lord. And Judah, verse 4, gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord. Verse 5, in the house of the Lord. He went to the house of the Lord. He went to the house of the Lord because he knew that if God was going to hear him, that he was going to hear him there. Verse 6, and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand there is not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee. Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of the land before thy people Israel, gavest it to thy seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us, we just read this, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then that would hear and help. You know, Jehoshaphat knew where to go. He said, if I can make it to the house of God, God says that he'll honor that. The church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth, if I can get there where God's name is made and God's presence is, everything's going to be okay. My family's going to be all right. My children are going to be all right. If I can make it through those doors, everything will be all right. There's a song saying, everything's all right in my father's house. In my father's house. In my father's house. Everything's all right in my father's house. There is joy, joy, joy. There was no joy at this time. It was a plea. They needed help. But Jehoshaphat knew where to go, and he went there. Was it time to turn and go to the house of God, or was it time to turn to your most mighty men, the generals, and seek counsel from the wise to see how they could save a nation? No. There's something greater than the wisdom of men. There's something greater then the knowledge that we have to offer is the truth of God and the presence of God. There's nothing else greater. There is nothing else greater than this place right here, a place that shall be called a house of prayer, who gets the attention of God, God Almighty, who gets the attention uh, and presence of God in their life and help from Almighty God, who is able to help all and forgive all. And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldst not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they rewarded us to come to cast us out of their possession, which thou hast given to us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Jehoshaphat said, Lord, we're just going to wait for you. We have no other choice. Sure, we can try to figure things out, but we've already been there, done that. We know we're going to not win. We're just going to rest in thy arms, O God. We're going to let you handle it. We're going to trust in you. We have no other option. Man shall not live by bread alone. You'll never have a life. 
unless you live it for Christ, unless you live it with his word, you would need to realize that. Nothing else will work. Enemies about us are too great. We need God. We need him. We need his presence. Let's look in verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Verse 20, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets. The prophets were just preachers preaching Christ filled with the Spirit of God. So shall ye prosper. You want to prosper today. You want to be flourishing like a branch that bring, and a tree that bringeth forth fruit in his season. It's the word of God, by the word of God. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. He didn't appoint uh, people with swords and spears and arrows. He appointed singers. In your hardest times, you praise God. And that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. They went out before this mighty host just singing praises. Praise the Lord. Our God is going to show you. Our God always comes through. Our God provides. Our God will prosper us. We will wait on the name of our Lord. This house is called a house of prayer. This is where we worship our God, the true and living God. When we step foot in those doors, we step out of the world. And God forgives us and, and purifies us and sanctifies us with his blood, washed by the blood of Christ, so that we can leave. Not to just get dirty again, which we do, but to go out and be a light and a testimony of the true living God. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and against Mount Seir, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came toward and watched the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. What did they do? They went to God. What did they do when they went out? They sang praises to God. And God took care of the rest. Friend, we take care of what we take care of. Our life is hidden in Christ. You're not out there at a job just to work and get a paycheck. You're out in that job to be a light to those people. You're out to be a testimony of what Christ did for you. And if they will not receive it, you say, Lord... This company that I work for, maybe I'll leave and go somewhere else. Or maybe God will give you that company to run. God will edify you or exalt you when you exalt Christ. But you stand your ground by praying. You stand your ground by praising. You stand your ground by coming to church. You stand your ground by asking God for, for forgiveness when you fall. You stand your ground when you're not feeling worthy to come in through the doors. You say, Lord, I've never been worthy to come into your house. Your house is clean. Your house is powerful. Your house 
has your presence. I don't even want one crumb falling off my coat from all the filth that I've been in. I'm not worthy to come into your house, Lord. But you know what God says? Come. Come and find forgiveness. Come. Come and be made whole. May you never lose that touch of feeling unworthy. But may you gain knowing that only one is worthy, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. This church shall be marked this day. This church shall be called a house of prayer. This church right here shall be a safe haven uh, for our little ones from this wicked world. This church right here, Gospel Light Baptist Church, will be a place to come to when the enemy is about us, stronger than we are, where we can come in and pray, Lord, I'm here before your presence. Deliver me from mine enemies. This church right here will be the place where families get blessed, where people get restored, where lives will get changed. But most of all, that can only happen because only one person is here, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He makes the difference. He is the only one that can do those things. If he leaves, this church will lose its purpose. This church will lose its power. This church will lose everything. Christ must be glorified, not only in this place, but when we leave each one in our lives. May he be lifted up so that you can be blessed, not just in here, but as you go out. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you right now before your presence. Lord, we're not worthy to be here. It doesn't matter how run down or fancy this building may be. Lord, what makes it your house is you, your presence. And that's why we're here. Lord, we don't want to come into an empty house, an abandoned place. I've been in some of them churches. I didn't feel the love of God there. I didn't feel the presence of God. I didn't feel, Lord, it, it, there was something off about it. It just didn't seem right. It shows how good you are, Lord. It shows how good, Lord, it, it feels to be loved by the love of God. It shows how good it is to know that my sins are forgiven and that I'm made whole. Lord, and only this can be done because you're here. May your name be blessed forever and ever. Blessed is thy name, O God. Thank you for your mercy, your love, and all that you have given us. Lord, we dedicate this structure to you. Lord, I pray you keep the world out. May you stay always. May you never leave. May this place always be called a house of prayer that all nations may know that Christ reigneth forever and ever, that all people may know, even strangers that come from far, may know that there's a powerful God who accepts, forgives, restores, and saves. I pray, O oh God, that your name will be lifted up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Would you come down this morning and dedicate as a servant of Christ 
make sure you are not one of those money changers. Make sure you are not one of those just carrying things through. May you be here because you want to have Christ. Lord, I dedicate my heart to you. I turn to you. Lord, I'm here for the presence of God. I lift up the Savior. I lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. May he be lifted up in your life. May you make commitments this morning to lift the Savior up on high. You say, I'm not worthy. You never will be worthy. You stop right there. You never should feel worthy. You see, we get to be in the house of God today. It's a privilege. You can never earn it. We get to sing praises to our God. I'm not worthy to sing. I messed up too bad. It's a privilege to sing to God, especially when he hears you, when you sing from your heart. If you're here today and you felt the presence of God in your life, oh, don't let that leave. Don't let that leave. Don't let it leave in your behalf. Keep your heart tender. A wretched man is I, was I. To the cross I came. Now I'm just a sinner. A sinner saved. Jesus always received the sinners. Never he refused. And he came to seek and to save. Now he's here to use, to use you for his glory and grace that others may have your same place, just a sinner saved by grace because I came to this very place where the presence of God my house shall be called a house of prayer, a commandment made by God, given to us. May we keep it this way, in this place and in our hearts. Father, thank you, Lord, for cleaning us up. Thank you for receiving us. I pray, oh God. Lord, I just want to put a special blessing, Lord, right now. I have no power to bless. But Lord, you do, and I ask you, oh God, this earth is already cursed. We don't have to do anything to make our life cursed. It naturally is already by default. But Lord, what we do need is we need a blessing from heaven. And Lord, I ask this blessing upon everybody here. Lord, the dead cannot praise thee. They're cursed, Lord. Father, the world does not want to see that with your name um, etched on that either, oh God. But Lord, will you raise this people up in a great way. Raise our minds up. Give us sober minds. Give us wisdom. Give us strength, Lord, to do what we've never done before. Lord, let us flourish. Lord, by that tree planted by the rivers of water, let it bring forth fruit. Father, only for the sole purpose, Lord, to lift the name of Jesus higher. But Lord, I pray that you'd send a blessing that we can match that beautiful name. Bless everybody here. Bless our hands. Bless us as we work this week. Bless us as we go. Bless our families, our marriages. 
Bless us, oh God, as individuals. Bless our mouths. Bless our eyes. Bless our uh, hands. Bless our minds. Bless our feet everywhere we go. May all that we do be blessed, and may, Lord, it be lifted up with the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray you watch out for us this week. Strengthen us. Lord, I pray people next week will say, you know, I had the best week because I came into the house of God, and he blessed me for it. Lord, may you hear that many more times. May, Lord, the rocks never have to cry out to praise your name. May your people praise your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask these things and pray. Amen. Amen. Quick announcements. Make sure you sign up for Sight and Sound Trip. Also, uh, of course, we have our Tuesday practice for choir and our, our Thursday practice. But remember, we have midweek service on Wednesday. Please come out and join us uh, for Wednesday evening service. Wednesday, this Wednesday at 7 p.m., please come out and join us for service. And may you have a blessed and wonderful week. God bless you.